I was once enamored with my employment, serving as sentinel over an array of wind turbines standing tall and quiet in the heart of an open country. Their shapes against the twilight sky were monoliths, a silent testament to mankind's ambition to conquer the natural elements. My duty was relatively uncomplicated, nightly patrols to safeguard these grand structures against any potential vandalisms. There, under the starry quilt of rural darkness, I was the guardian of the wind. As the twilight faded and gave birth to the obsidian expanse of the night sky, I found solace in the tales woven within books and the fleeting cinematic narratives on my portable DVD player. The humdrum routine was punctuated only by the patrols, the lone breaker of my self-inflicted solitude. The grind would commence each night at nine as I exchanged nods and pleasantries with the retiring watchman, never once hearing of any event more exciting than the sighting of a deer or perhaps the occasional bear. Our realm comprised a dozen majestic wind turbines, dispersed over a span of five miles, each connected by an unassuming dirt road. Initially, I felt the thrill of my job, checking each turbine lock, ensuring the guardianship of these silent giants. Yet after five long years, this initial enthusiasm had dampened to a mere glance as I passed by, my attention often hooked to a movie or a captivating show. One day, time was not my friend. Hastening to the wind farm, a gnawing thought persisted in the shadows of my mind. Racing to the watchtower, the evening report was snatched and the routine was set in motion, all while the dying twilight cast long shadows upon the ground. No sooner had my patrol commenced than a gathering storm painted the skies gray, foretold by a crossing turkey flock. The usual fauna was absent, a clear indication that the storm was coming. My return to the main building concluded the first round. I nestled into my seat, the dulcet tones of Die Hard providing a comforting distraction until sleep washed over me. My awakening to the rolling credits was a stark reminder of the missed patrol, a duty delayed, yet not denied. I hastily restarted my journey to the turbines, and then it hit me. The flashing signal of my fuel gauge was an unwelcome guest a result of my forgetfulness to replenish the car's lifeblood. I cursed myself, but held on to a sliver of hope, believing I had enough to make it through the night. In and out of the rounds, my gaze kept reverting to the depleting fuel gauge. My job offered no leeway for abandonment. Termination would be swift and uncompromising. Despite the temptation of a quick dash to the nearest gas station, the threat of an unexpected inspection by my rather disagreeable boss kept me on my toes. His insincere check-ins were notorious, a veiled attempt to ensure our unyielding presence on the site. Perhaps if he made an appearance tonight, I could ask him for some fuel, potentially dissuading him from conducting these unwelcome surprise visits. As the second installment of Die Hard played on, I carried out my patrols under the nagging drizzle that had escalated to an aggressive rainstorm reminiscent of the biblical deluge. Visibility was a fleeting luxury and I found myself crawling across the muddy dirt road, swerving around puddles that swallowed the road whole. Suddenly, right in the heart of a veritable pool, my car let out a dying gasp. The incessant cranking was to no avail. I was stranded, my gas tank echoing the emptiness of my hope. I could already imagine the ridicule, the watchman stranded in the middle of a storm, a tale to echo through the years. Caught in this predicament, my options were limited. Either brave the storm on foot, 
or seek refuge in my car until relief arrived. The tempest outside had no intention of subsiding, and without the much-needed lifeline of an emergency gas can, an inconvenient oversight from my boss, I decided to stay put. As the night wore on, the symphony of rainfall on the car roof drummed an eerie rhythm into the darkness. My mind, devoid of distraction, began to play its own games. A faint melody escaped my lips, my tuneless whistling filling the void. Just then, my gaze was drawn to the rear-view mirror, where I could have sworn I saw a pair of eyes staring back. A swift turn revealed nothing, yet the surge of adrenaline prompted me to lock the doors, a futile defense against the invisible threat. My fear amplified my off-key whistling, yet my gaze was inevitably drawn back to the mirror. Still, there was nothing. I couldn't help but chuckle at my paranoia, allowing myself to lean back and rest my eyes. I don't recall slipping into slumber, but I do remember the deafening silence that woke me. The rain had ceased, leaving an unsettling quietness. I rolled down the window, leaning into the eerie silence, straining to hear anything amidst the darkness. Silence reigned, with not a breath of wind stirring the dormant giants. The nearest turbine, a towering sentinel, stood motionless, its usual lullaby absent. Startled, I realized four hours had slipped by while I slept. The menacing storm clouds had retreated, yielding to the moon's radiance. It wasn't full yet, its luminous display enough to cast a haunting play of shadows amidst the encircling trees. Such nights always evoked a sense of profound admiration for my rural Pennsylvanian abode. Lost in this twilight tranquility, a tug of war ensued within me. To stay inside my trusty jeep, or brave the captivating night. A quick glance at my wristwatch revealed that in just under four hours, my relief would arrive. Would he be perplexed to find me missing? It seemed wiser to have him fetch gas rather than stumble upon me stranded on his inaugural round. My mind thus resolved, I seized the flashlight from the glove compartment, eyeing the handgun that lay beside it. Choosing to trust the silent night and its indifferent fauna, I left the gun behind. As I stepped out, my foot found home in a sprawling puddle a cold sensation seeping past my ankle and filling my shoe. I chose not to engage in a futile hopping attempt and closed the door behind me. Guiding my way through the puddle, my flashlight landed on the nearest wind turbine, number five, equidistant from either end of the dirt road. I decided to venture forward, initiating my nocturnal expedition. The squelching of my sodden shoes was the sole interruption to the serene silence that ruled the night. It felt eerily tranquil, accompanied by nothing but the blanket of darkness and the countless shadows cast by the trees. My flashlight's beam revealed numerous pairs of silent eyes watching me, their owners shrouded in the darkness. It felt as though I was walking up the aisle of a church, searching for my seat under the watchful gaze of its silent occupants. Pausing for a breather, a soft squishing sound echoed from behind. Whipping around, my light only revealed the empty gravel road and endless trees. The absence of a tangible threat gnawed at me, filling my imagination with monstrous figments. As I hastened my pace, the squishing sounds of my shoes echoed louder in the deafening silence. Cutting through the woods seemed tempting, potentially saving me time, but the prospect of navigating the dense wilderness under the moon's deceptive glow dissuaded me. To ease my frazzled nerves, I tried to whistle a cheerful tune only to be met with a haunting echo that reminded me of a chilling children's song from a horror movie. 
Midway through a verse, I stopped as I heard another soft footfall behind me. Turning around with my flashlight this time, my mind didn't play tricks on me. A pair of large red eyes stared back at me, their eerie glow intensified by their eight feet elevation from the ground. The monstrous silhouette stood camouflaged behind a tree, its gaze enough to send chills down my spine. You'd think I'd pause and analyze the situation, perhaps identify the creature or figure out a way to face it. But no, I ran, ran as though the devil himself was on my heels, clutching my flashlight like a lifeline. I found an uncharted well of speed within me. Terror can be quite motivating. The crunching of gravel and the ominous footfalls behind me grew louder. Yet, in that moment, salvation appeared. A wind turbine, towering like a beacon in the darkness, lay ahead. The urgency of the situation made me sprint harder towards it, the monstrous footsteps seemingly inches away. Fear and adrenaline played a cruel game with my mind, imagining myself to be a cartoon character dashing away in a cloud of dust. Reality, however, had other plans. The sounds of pursuit were closer than ever, and all my attention was consumed by the giant structure in front of me. Recalling the security code, I knew I had one chance to enter it correctly, or meet my grim fate. My heart pounded as I drew nearer, every second bringing an imminent threat of capture. In a desperate move, I threw the only object I had, my flashlight behind me, earning a muffled thud and a low growl. The predator was closer than I wished to know, but I refused to look back. My heart pounding in my chest, I reached the turbine's door, input the code, and pulled the heavy door open, ready to face the unknown within. Barely inside, I slammed the door shut with all my might. Yet in the split second before it latched, an enormous set of digits invaded the doorway. A forceful yank from me, met with a strain threatening to rip my muscles apart, propelled the door towards closure. The behemoth fingers, reminiscent of oversized bratwursts, bristled with fur and grotesque claws. A violent slam crushed them between the door and its frame, followed by a monstrous howl that echoed through the night. Exhausted, I collapsed on the chilly metal floor, each gasping breath replaying the terrifying scene. The haunting memory was as clear as an HD playback on loop. Those mammoth hairy fingers, the unyielding door, and the unbearable sound. My mind swirled with questions. What was that monstrosity outside? How long could this hollow metal tower safeguard me? Would anyone ever find me? A shudder ripped through me as I contemplated the possibilities. As I slowly started to regain composure, a thunderous pounding on the door startled me, its violent resonance pulsating through the turbine structure. I sprang up, looking frantically for a way out. My prison's only escape lay through the clutches of the monstrous entity outside. A sudden ray of hope hit me when I spotted a ladder climbing into obscurity, illuminated sparsely by occasional lights along its side. Was I to wait for the creature to break through, or face the terrifying climb up into the unknown? The deafening sound of another series of blows against the door made the decision for me. Tentatively, I started the ascent, stepping carefully to avoid slipping due to my drenched shoes. After a small mishap that left me on the floor, a jolt of renewed fear spurred me to climb with newfound determination. My confidence grew with every rung, but my stamina dwindled, and I soon found myself out of breath. As I paused to recuperate, I looked upwards and downwards, with both directions inducing a dizzying sensation of vertigo. To make matters worse, 
I spotted several safety harnesses hanging uselessly below. Despair gnawed at me, but the persistent thumping on the door reminded me of my grim situation. I forced myself onwards, climbing with sheer willpower until I reached the top. Emerging from the ladder, I found myself in the generator room, cramped with massive machinery. A small walkway led to a hatch that opened to the outside world. As I secured a safety rig onto myself, I opened the hatch to welcome the dawn's orange glow. The morning wind howled against me, threatening to topple me over, reminding me of the storm that had now passed. Summoning my courage, I leaned over the edge, hoping to spot any signs of my relentless pursuer. Below, the world was alive with the morning light. As I was about to retreat indoors, a movement caught my attention. The creature had emerged from the turbine's base, appearing tiny yet formidable. Its presence threw me back into my dilemma of escape. In a desperate attempt to find a solution, I scanned the generator room. Among the myriad controls on the wall, a radio stood out. A small thread of hope began to twine itself around my exhausted heart. I wasn't entirely alone in this ordeal. I pushed a button on the radio, triggering a shrill alarm, and hurriedly pressed it again to silence the piercing sound. With a mix of desperation and hope, I tried another button and was met with the buzz of static. Hello? Can anyone hear me? I called into the microphone. After a few failed attempts, my boss's voice finally crackled through the speaker. What in the world are you doing in one of the units? He asked. I fumbled for an excuse, then said I would rather not discuss it over the radio. When I finally revealed my location unit 6, he grumbled about the inconvenience but agreed to come get me. The relief was short-lived, as a chilling sight met me when I glanced outside. The creature was scaling the turbine exterior, a horrifying image that would forever be etched in my nightmares. As the creature's monstrous figure advanced, terror took over. I quickly retreated inside, slamming the hatch behind me, and unfastened my safety line. The descent down the ladder was swift, though not without risk, as the adrenaline-fueled descent had me nearly slipping more than once. Safe on the ground level, I was about to catch my breath when the distinct sound of the creature pounding the turbine echoed down the hollow structure. With the creature's thunderous assault providing a cover, I slipped out the door, scooping up a few loose strands of brown hair that had fallen to the floor. The ominous silence that followed sent a chill down my spine. But before I could analyze it further, I noticed plumes of smoke rising from the turbine. Panic overrode my senses, and I sprinted towards my jeep, only to almost collide with my boss's car. What on earth? my boss exclaimed as he got out. He seemed oblivious to the nightmare that had just transpired, but his attention was soon drawn to the burning turbine. When the creature didn't materialize, I wasted no time hopping into his car, begging him to drive. The rest of the journey back to the main building was a nerve-wracking ordeal, punctuated by my constant fearful glances behind us. As we parked in front of the building, my boss reminded me that I'd have to answer for the burning turbine. I excused myself to retrieve my car, left abandoned due to a lack of gas. I spent the rest of my day lying on the breakroom couch, trying to make sense of the horrors of the night. When a coworker woke me with the news of my car's retrieval and a summons from the boss, I knew I had a decision to make. Without a second thought, I opted to walk out the door, leaving my job and the horror behind. The subsequent news about a bear carcass found in the turbine fire confirmed my suspicion that the company would hold me accountable for the expensive loss. However, 
Disclosing the truth would likely lead to my confinement in a psychiatric ward. Either way, my story risked going unheard. But then, I found an organization interested in unexplained phenomena. Armed with the brown hairs I had collected from the creature, I walked into their office, knowing that someone was finally ready to listen to my ordeal.